Peace. You now tuned in to the motherfucking greatest, Papa Ticks, the premier podcast for the intersection of pop culture and politics. Today, burned the burned it down and watched um the hearing on white nationalism, violence, and tech. And uh, the witnesses were um, Ellen Herznoff from Anti-Defamation League, Eva Patterson from Equal Justice Society, she was dropping, Christine Clark from the Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, she was dropping, Mohammed Abu Salha, his um, two daughters and his son-in-law were murdered by white nationalists. Um, Neil Potters from Facebook, you know, they, Neil Potters from Facebook and Alexandria Walden from Google, they gave the basic fuck-ass corporate answers, so that, they wasn't too helpful. Mort Klein from the Zionist Organization of America was there for Republicans, and so was Candace Owens. Now, let's get into this. Now, it started off, um, the intro was from, or the ranking member, Doug Collins. During his introduction, um, he started off talking about how Republicans unanimously voted for um, a resolution condemning anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, white supremacy, and bigotry of all kinds, but... 23 House Republicans voted against it. So, that was weird. Then he said he checked a colleague. He met Steve King. But he did not mean Kevin McCarthy's tweet in October saying we cannot allow Soros, Steyer, and Bloomberg to buy this election. Get out and vote Republican November 6th. MAGA. That was the same week that George Soros and Tom Steyer received pipe bombs in the mail. Nor was he addressing Jim Jordan tweet saying... Come on, rep Jerry Nadler. At least pretend to be serious about about fact finder. Nadler feeling the heat big time. Jumps to Tom Steyer's conclusion. Impeaching our president before first document request. What a kangaroo court. With the S in the Jewish Democratic donor Steyer's name as a dollar sign. Collins wanted us to know the hearing was about pursuing softer hearts to share from them. But made sure to say he hopes the hearing wasn't to connect Republicans to hate groups and that House Republicans led the chamber's unequivocal rejection of white nationalism. False. He also specifically addressed anti-Semitism, alluding to Alain Omar, but not Islamophobia and a blackness or crimes against immigrants. Now, you had Elon um, the, from the Anti-Defamation League who was saying that white supremacists in the U.S. have experienced a resurgence driven in part by the alt-right in the last three years, and hateful rhetoric of candidates and elected leaders is driving them. White supremacists are responsible for more than half, 54%, of all domestic extremist murders, and in 2018, that number has risen to 78% of all extremist-related murders domestically. She says social media is also weaponized by white nationalists, giving giving examples how Pittsburgh and New Zealand white nationalist shooter frequented online sites like Gab and 8chan, echo chamber for violent white extremists, extremists and a recruiting ground 
or a digital 24-7 white nationalist rally. And she also said this. There are two things that we need from our leaders. One, we need what they say. And when they dehumanize and demonize refugees or, or Muslims or uh, anybody else from a marginalized community, that's a problem. And the other is policies, what they do. And when you have anti-Muslim bans and anti-immigration and refugee stuff, this gives embrace and emboldens white supremacists. I am not saying that they are white supremacists. I am saying that this is celebrated and emboldened. So you are absolutely right. I get Miss Patterson. Now, yeah, she was dropping. Then we heard from uh, Dr. Muhammad Abu Sahal. He was recalling the horrible moments he had when he was told his children were killed by the angry white neighbor who never approved of their hijabs or their culture. It was it was it was um, touching though to see um, the two women on the side of him when he was going through the hard times, uh, recalling the story, kind of like patting him on his back. It was. It was it was some cool America shit. Um, but then we had uh, a woman that I, I have to let speak for herself because she was fire. Eva Patterson, y'all. Honored to be at this hearing. I'm president of the Equal Justice Society. We're an organization that is transforming the nation's con. Oh. Ranking Member Collins, I didn't see you, sorry. Um, we're transforming the nation's consciousness on race through law, social science, and the arts. We often watch these hearings and are really rather startled at the rancor that goes on between the parties. So I have a favor to ask of the Democrats and the Republicans here today. But first, a brief moment of silence for his children and all the victims of hate crimes. For the next five minutes, I would like you all to give me the benefit of the doubt. I want you to listen as Americans and not as partisan enemies. I come in peace, truly. Rather than list my credentials, I want to tell you who I am. I was born in your state, Representatives Jackson, Lee, Escobar, uh, Garcia, and Goldman. I'm a Texan from San Antonio, Texas. My father was in the Air Force and served in Vietnam. I went to desegregated military schools in England, France, and Illinois. I am a Christian. I have been a civil rights lawyer for, 50, for 44 years. Some of the things I'm going to share with you are difficult to hear, but they are facts. In August 1619, 400 years ago, 20 enslaved Africans landed at Jamestown. In order to sell, rape, and beat these Africans, white Americans, and I know none of you own slaves, had to see us as less than human. Thomas Jefferson said the following about me and my ancestors. They have no tenderness and love. They are intellectually inferior. They are physically unattractive. Thus began a narrative, says law professor Shauna Marshall, that black people were only good for physical labor. We were inhuman and violent. This was a narrative necessary in order to justify slavery. White supremacy has been a feature of the mistreatment of Native Americans for years, and it was applied to Africans once we arrived here. From the beginning of our country's inception through the Constitution, the founding fathers knowingly and consciously embraced slavery 
and white supremacy. Politics, including the three branches of government, have played and continue to play a role in the perpetuation of white supremacy and the continued mistreatment of black people, either through action or inaction. In 1857, the Supreme Court in the Dred Scott decision reinforced white supremacy by saying black people have no rights that white people need respect. Ultimately, slavery ended, the Reconstruction era happened, black men could vote, and then politics reared its ugly head once again. Federal troops were withdrawn from the South in order to uh, place Rutherford B. Hayes on the pre in the presidency, and the reign of terror in the South began. Once again, I'm a, I'm a uh, Southerner. The Ku Klux Klan came about, they were white supremacists, they lynched people, they made sure that black people could not vote. For years, the NAACP asked Congress to act on anti-lynching laws. Congress refused to act. Fast forward to 1964, our fellow Texan got the Civil Rights Act passed, but when it passed, he said, we have lost the South for a generation, he said, of Democrats. Six years later, the Southern strategy was devised to encourage white people to abandon the Democratic Party and vote for the GOP. It was a shrewd and effective political strategy, but it drove yet another wedge between black and white people. Fast forward to 2008, America elects a black president. Unfortunately, this proves very unsettling to many people who have felt superior to black people when there's a black president and a black family in the White House. In 2015, Donald Trump began his campaign by calling Mexicans rapists. He called for a Muslim ban. When white supremacists marched in Charlottesville chanting, Jews will not replace us in Drag blood em. and soil, which is straight from the Nazi playbook, Drag Mr. Trump said there are good people on both sides. Drag he recently called asylum seekers animals. Drag Dylan Roof goes into a place of worship and murders black souls. Jews are slaughtered in Pittsburgh, Muslims are slaughtered in New Zealand. We need the Congress to stand up and act. Ranking member, member Collins, I was so delighted to hear your strong statement against white supremacy and that the Republicans took a lead in denouncing it. But we need you to do more. Out there where I live in California, we're not so sure where the Congress stands on white supremacy. So we're delighted that you're speaking up. I'd also like to address Chief Justice Roberts, who dismantled the Voting Rights Act in Shelby versus Holder. He said racism had been eradicated. That simply is not true. I hope he will talk to Justice Judge Bernice Donnell from the Sixth Circuit, who writes extensively on racism. We hope that a majority of you will want to give the country a signal that we are one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much, and I'm happy to answer any questions at the appropriate time. Yeah, she was dropping. Now, I'm not going over the, the whole hearing because, as usual, the Republicans did a lot of fuck shit. Spent their time. To talk. It was supposed the, the hearing was supposed to be about white nationalist violence and how it spread through tech. They are in there talking. They're in there talking. They got Lewis Gomer in there trying to defend Diamond and Silk, talking about Facebook is um, treating them like they're Russian bots and all this other fuck ass shit. But let's, let's, let's real fast, real quick. Let's talk about um, Kanye Peoples, Candace Owens, 
who Richard Spencer said is the last stand of implicit white identity, a creation of conservative white people who want to socially signal just how not racist they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. She, he says she found a market niche, niche and exploited it. Who can blame her, really? Anyway, she used her time during this hearing to chastise the media for not running massive stories on the hate crime she suffered from which during all her fucking talking she really didn't go into detail at all you know why because at 17 miss owens with the help of the naacp is part of her support system at stanford um high fought back when four teenagers left her voice messages calling her nigga and threatening to kill her yeah, mm-hmm. She had to be co- uh, coached by Republicans to explain that. For some reason, she felt the young men um, who um, who did it, one was a son of a Democrat, like that matter. Then she attacked the Democrats, uh, defended Trump, downplayed the entire idea of white nationalist attacks, went into a whataboutism using black boys in California, a black abortion in New York, Mentioned the Blasio, um, said the hearing wasn't about white nationalism, but democratic policies, power, fear, mongering, and control. Um, she made sure to promote her Brexit, um, democratic exit uh, from the um, plantation movement fuck shit. She hit all the right-wing buzzwords. and But she never addressed those killed by hate crimes. But she did mention Democrats mad about Hillary losing to Trump and how if they were serious, they would investigate left-wing Antifa throwing eggs at her at a restaurant. Then she fuck... Yo. Man, yo, I need... Yo, I need I need a female to smack fire out this chick. Yo, she used her 75-year-old grandfather as silent proof that what is being described as white nationalism doesn't compare to what her granddaddy went through, but he never discussed racism. She was a uh, uh, perfect example of hate spewing. And then she topped it all off by saying the Southern strategy never happened. Listen, also, besides that fuck shit she was talking about, one of the really important points was uh, from Christian Clark, um, which was about the fact that um, killings by all these killings by white nationalists that are going up, yet the FBI has created black extremist de- designation as a distraction because it's not real. And it's a flashback to when our government targeted civil rights leaders and activists. And they're taking resources from actual threats, white supremacy, and using them against black people who actually just want accountability from their police forces. But again, these hearings be long as fuck, man. And not really sure if a lot of shit is going to get accomplished. It was some few people in there, you know, popping their shit. I salute them. Um, uh, Barbara Lee. Uh, uh, Ted Lou uh, definitely was getting to Candace Owens. He played the, the, the audio of when she was bigging up Hitler. And she was trying to excuse that. But I'm going to just leave y'all with... Um, with a with a with a with a with a veep type moment. Check this shit out. Yo, this is Politics, the premier podcast for the intersection of pop culture and politics.
to the next witness. I want to read two paragraphs from a Washington Post story that was just posted online. A congressional hearing to explore the spread of white nationalism on social media, quick, meaning this hearing, quickly served to illustrate the problem Silicon Valley faces after anonymous users on YouTube began posting vitriolic attacks that targeted others on the basis of race and religion. The hearing held by the House Judiciary Committee was streamed live on the video site owned by Google, which is testifying Tuesday. Alongside the stream, a live chat featured posts from users, some of whom published anti-Semitic screeds and argued that white nationalism is not a form of racism. These Jews want to destroy all white nations, wrote, I won't put in the name. Anti-hate is a code word for anti-white, wrote another, etc. So, uh, this just illustrates part of the problem we're, we're dealing with. Could that be a hate hoax? What? Could that be another hate hoax? <laughs> Just keep an open mind. Well, I know what I did, right? A gentleman from Arizona, Mr. Biggs.